0: Rob Scott, Podcast with a View, Episode 9. This week, I had an opportunity to go get my driver's license taken care of um, and switched over from New Jersey to uh, to Ohio. You know, I was born and raised in Ohio, lived here for about 19 years, and then I haven't been back here to live uh, for the last, what, 30 or 45 years or so. And I uh, started as a Buckeye, and now I've returned, and now I've got uh, the same Buckeye uh, license that I had before. In fact, when I went there to get my license, uh, I went there for two reasons. I went to the BMV for two reasons. I went there to get my car registered, which I couldn't do because I didn't have my title. So I had to you know, call the, my bank and have them send uh, the title, or actually New Jersey, send the title to, to Ohio so they can do that. So I'm still waiting on that to get done, but um, I went in to get my driver's license done as well into the BMV, and I was so excited to find out that I didn't have to take a written test. Now, everywhere I read in preparation for this, I, um, I read that you had to take a test for it, the written test, you know, to make sure you understood the laws of Ohio versus New Jersey or whatever you're wherever you're coming from. And I, you know, it went up to the window when I was uh, when I was there, and I was all ready to take the test. And She said, "Oh no!" Then the lady was really nice, and she goes, oh, no, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to take any tests. You can just uh, give me your license, and we'll switch it over for you, uh, of course for a fee." Uh, anyway, but uh, I was so happy that I didn't have to do that. I'd spend a couple of days, you know, studying up on the uh, driver's manual for Ohio, to make sure I got all the, you know, the alcohol levels done. Not that that makes a big difference to me Uh, because I don't drink, but uh, I want to make sure that if I was asked the question, I would know what they are. Of course, New Jersey, you have uh, some places you can, you know, turn right on red, some places you can't, based on whether it's, uh, you know, uh, properly signed or not. In Ohio, just about everywhere you go, it's, uh, you're able to uh, turn right on red. So there's a little, you know, caveats and things like that in Ohio that weren't in New Jersey. And, but I was so happy to, uh, to find out uh, that I, uh, that I didn't have to do that. So I got my, my driver's license and still waiting on my uh, my car registration. Hopefully I can get that done in the next week or so. But I uh, had a little interesting story um, just while I was there that I wanted to share with you. And um, I got there a little bit early, about a half hour before the place opened up. Uh, it was already hotter in blazes. It was like 85 degrees at uh, 730 in the morning. It's one of the really smoking hot days here and I was waiting in line, we were all social distancing, everybody had their mask on, and we we're talking and everything, and they finally let started letting people in, and I was one of the first probably 12 uh, that, um, that I was allowed in there, and the, the place is kind of like set up like an L, like three, you know, windows to the left of me, and then the rest of them were right in front of me, and then, of course, all those are filled up with the first people that came, kind of came in, and... Uh, I was the next one in line for the next window. So, but I was standing there for about probably a good 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes because people are taking care of their business, you know? It takes time. Anyway, I noticed this guy to the left of me, this gentleman, this black gentleman, who um, was having problems. Now, you got to understand, you know, you're talking about COVID here. So you got all these restrictions, right? You got your mask on, the workers got the mask on. Uh, and then you're talking through this big piece of plastic, right? And you're actually talking down to them because they're kind of like sitting at a desk behind the counter and they're typing in all your information that you're giving them, your, you know, whatever you're giving them, and they're, and they're doing their work the way they're supposed to. So you're, you're, you normally, I mean, normally, normally you wouldn't have to be like raising your voice, but just because of the situation, you're talking through your mask, she's talking through the mask, you're talking through a plastic piece of plastic, it's really hard to hear in there and then you got everybody else around you who is having hard you know hard of hearing and they're raising their voices as well well anyway this older gentleman came in and he was having trouble understanding he was like i said he's older can't tell how old he was but he was having a hard time understanding he wanted to go there to get his license renewed but he wanted to renew his pa drive his pa license and the, 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 nice lady behind the, uh, behind the counter was sitting there saying, just trying to explain to him that he couldn't, that he couldn't, you know, if he wanted to get an Ohio's license, then he could get an Ohio's driver's license, but he could, she couldn't help him to do anything with the PA. And he was kind of not getting it, you know, and it was, you know, he was kind of getting a little bit louder. And I think it's because of the, because of the situation that it was, and he was just really confused. And, well, she tried her hardest to do that. Well... There was a there was another guy, who was to my right. He was over at the number one booth, and I kept I, I was watching him because I was the next one in line there. And I kept watching him, kind of like looking over at this dude, and um, and you could tell he's getting annoyed. And everybody else is being loud too, but this guy was a little bit louder because he was con- confused and everything else like that. And he just kind of kept looking over there. And, and then one time he kind of like turns around and he goes, "Hey, like." Dummy or something like that. I can't remember exactly the words he said, but hey, you know what? Tone it down a little bit, you know. You know, treat these people with respect or something like that. And the guy wasn't being the, the older gentleman wasn't being disrespectful or anything like that. And the guy was getting all irritated over here, but he turned back around and he started doing his business again. And and that situation over here was continuing. And they finally brought over a manager, and the manager was explaining to him again. And i think he finally got it but before that this guy turns around again and for some reason and i don't like to think this about people i usually try to think positive about things i just got this feeling that this guy was harassing this guy because he was he was black and he didn't like it and i I hate to say that but you know right in front of me i'm sitting there watching this go on and he's about ready to say something again and um, he started to talk, and I, and I was right there in front of him. And I, said, I said, dude, I said, what's going on over there is none of your business. Turn around and just do your business. They got it covered over here. You see the manager? They got it covered. So let him alone. And the guy looks at me, and he didn't know what to say because somebody spoke up you know, against him or whatever. I had no idea. But he was like looking at me. And I thought for sure he was going to come over and, like, punch me or something like that. But he just kind of, like, turned around. He didn't say anything. And he did his business. And then I got called over to my window and started doing my business. I never saw him again. Um, I thought for sure when I was walking out that he'd be <laughs> waiting out there or something. to like He wanted to kick my butt or something like that and get in a fight with me. But I think the I think it was about 97 degrees by the time I got out of there, you know, by the time I finished up and everything. And I didn't think he wanted to wait around and, uh, you know, get in a fight with me but it just really irritated me that uh, you know I, i'm not a fool I, I know that there is i know that there is racism in this country i know that there is i don't believe that there's any systemic racism that takes place i know that there's racism just like i know that there are you know good and bad cops i know that there are good and bad teachers i know that there are good or bad doctors just about any field in any, any profession that you there's good and bad lawyers People make mistakes. They're stupid. Um, people are bad. Some people are just bad, and that's the way they are. Um, and it made me sad. They're right there witnessing that take place, um, and it, it and it, it just made me it just made me think. Um, you know, I, I you know I never want to be like that. I, I just never ever want to be like that. I've never looked at people differently because of their color, of their skin, or whatever. If you treat me nice, I'll treat you nice. And that's what my, that's the way I was told, you know, to treat your, you know, treat others like you want to be treated yourself. And I've always tried to practice that all my life. And, um, and it just, it kind of just really made me mad. But anyway, it resolved itself and I'm glad. And the gentleman, you know, finally understood that he wasn't able to get his driver's license done unless he wanted to go to Ohio. So that was my story for this week. Um, I uh, ran across an article that I wanted to share with you and I, um, I uh, I also have some stuff I want to talk to you a little bit about, about what I'm tired of, and I'll kind of go over that a little bit more, uh, what's going on in this world today that I'm tired of. I made a list of about three or four pages. I'm not going to go through all of them because it probably bore the bejeebies out of you, but um, I'm going to share a few of the things that uh, Rob Scott's tired of. But I, I ran across this article. Uh, it was done by uh, the Cato Institute. And it says in the title of the the article, 62% of Americans Afraid to Express Their Political Views. And I'm going to read a little bit of this and uh, just uh, kind of give you an idea of of the the basics of this. The new Cato Institute uh, study survey found that 62% of Americans say that the political climate today prevents them from saying what they believe. This is up from several points in 2017 when it was 58%. 58%. Uh, And they break it down this way. They break it down 31% liberals, 30% moderates, 34% of conservatives are worried that their political views could get them fired or harm their career. Uh, And then a poll that, and they mentioned the poll that was conducted by Politico found that the plurality of Americans believe that cancel culture has gone too far, which I completely and 100% agree with. There's been a shift across the board, where more people among all political groups feel uh, that they're walking on eggshells. Majority of Democrats, 52%; Independents, 59%; and Republicans, 77%. All agree they have a political opinions that they're afraid to share. Get that? I mean, can you believe that? That's just crazy to me. The only group that wasn't affected? Guess what? Strong left-leaning liberals. 6 out of 10, or 58% of those felt that they could share their be- share their beliefs and nobody would argue with them. Well, of course they don't because they're the ones that are always yelling at you and screaming at you and chanting at you, and you never get yourself a chance, you never have the opportunity to really share your views because they're always right and everybody else is wrong. Um, and that's why we are all walking around shared, afraid to share our political views. I remember when I was growing up, you, two things that they said you didn't want to talk about is politics and religion. Well, today, politics is something that, boy, I tell you what, you, you, wear, a, you wear a hat, a red hat, or if you have a sticker on you, don't, you don't even wear, put stickers, you're afraid to put a sign out. Somebody would come along and you know, throw a Molotov cocktail at your house or, or key your car anymore. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it goes on and says uh, the majority of centrist liberals in 2017 said they could express their views, but not now. They have to self-censor themselves. And it also gets down into ethnicities. 68, uh, 68% of Latino Americans, 64% of white Americans, and 49% of Ameri- uh, African Americans saying their political views they're afraid to share. It's across... Political groups, demographics, ethnicities, and everything—everybody's afraid. And it's—it's it's a shame. It really is that we aren't able to um, share our thoughts and our views. And it's—I believe it's like an attack on our our free speech, uh, our ability to be able to uh, have a dialogue with someone and be able to uh, sometimes agree to disagree. I may mean, have, you know, I have a—I have a not a nephew, but a husband of a niece that I, he's very left-leaning and that's okay. Um, and we oftentimes get into things back and forth on Facebook on maybe a post that he posts or more than likely it's something I've posted and he remarks back to. And um, and we go back and forth and he shares his he shares his articles, his proof, I share mine. And we go back and forth and we have a little bit of jib-jab back and forth. But at the end of it, You know, in almost every instance, uh, I'm really thankful for this, that we can kind of say, hey, you know, we're family, we can disagree. Uh, And and a lot of times we find commonality in what we're talking about because we've had the conversation. Now, am I ever going to, you know, change him over? Not that I'm really even trying, but, you know, if I can see a little bit of his point of view and he can see a little bit of my point of view, then we've made progress. And we're not even getting that today. We're not getting that today because we have... People who are wanting to keep us as individuals, they're wanting to keep us divided. Uh, they want to keep a race divided. They, you know, they want not. They don't want us to be uh, a, a people that love each other and respect each other. They want to continue to point out the differences that we have, and it's it's not it's it's it, it just it's so frustrating to me. And you could probably tell in my voice, it's so frustrating to me to see what is going on in our country. I've never seen it like this in 61 years of being alive on this planet and being <laughs> being American. I've never seen it like this before. You know, I've always, you know, seen Democrats and Republicans um, and they've had their differences, but they've always been able to, sim- you know, kind of like work things out and, you know, you know, sometimes they get what they want. Sometimes the other side gets what they want and they work together, but today, there's none of that. There's there's just nothing. It's just a bunch of hate, and finger pointing, and nothing is getting done in our country. And it's it's not only on a national level; it's on our local and state and local uh, things as well. And we're seeing that today uh, with all the violence that's going on. And we've taken a, a tragedy like George Floyd, and we have taken it to you know uh, beyond uh, what it what it what it really was. Um and now we you know we have all this destruction, we have these groups wanting to tear down America and burn the system down and things like that. It's it's just a bunch of division. And as long as they can uh keep us divided, they can conquer us. You know, a house that's divided is 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 going to fall. It really will. We we see that in in the American family. We see that in divorce rates. We see that in families in general. When the family uh, unit is destroyed, so goes the country. And that is so true. And most of you know that I'm, I'm LDS. I've talked about that before. I'm Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, when I was when I was little, there was uh, the president of our church. His name was David O. McKay. And one of his famous quotes that he, that he had, he taught, he, he's a big family advocate, which the church is. And one of the quotes that he um that he gave when i was when i was very young was there's no other success that can compensate for failure in the home and how true that is Um, our family our families are being destroyed Uh, divorce rates are so high and it's it's due to like just plain selfishness and uh, no commitment to to anything anymore it's just uh you know eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die Um, I don't, you know, kids are growing up without uh, two parents in the home, and we're allowing our uh, schools to raise our children, to teach them incorrect principles, and, you know, we're teaching, our kids are coming out of high school and coming out of college with a hate of America instead of a love for America and the opportunities that are here and it's it's just absolutely demoralizing to sit there and, and watch these young people talk about how much how bad America is. And then I have leaders who are doing the same thing. You have leaders in the House and leaders in the Senate. You have both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Mostly what I've seen lately is Democrats who are, you know, just spouting this that I would never, ever in my life ever think that I would hear anybody who is a uh, who is an elected official talk about the country the way that they talk about this country and it just and it, and the question that I ask myself continually is why why is this taking place and I wanted to share something with you and I'm not trying to be religious or anything like that but if you're aware of anything about the church and you may or may not you know the the LDS church the Mormon Church um. We have, we have scriptures that we, that we read, both it's the Old Testament, the New Testament, um, we also have the Book of Mormon, and we also have what we call the Doctrine and Covenants, which early on in the church history, it was first called the Book of Commandments, and basically what the Doctrine and Covenants uh, covers is their revelations given to Joseph Smith that talk about the organization of the church, the, you know, basically the government, how the church is run and how it's organized. And it's broken up into sections. And there, there's one section that, that today's society and today's events and everything are taking place. I, I constantly um, think about this, this scripture and uh, this section that summarizes what's going on in this country right now. And those who have been elected and those who have been given power by the people... And how they're abusing that power, and I want to read this to you again. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, sell you on anything, but I, I want you to listen to this, and I want you to see if you can see what I see. Um, if you have any comments, please uh, rob at uh, robscottpodcast.com, Let me know if you, you know, if you have any comments or any questions about what I read. If you disagree, agree, I don't. That's fine. I'll answer either way. I don't care. Uh, but I'm going to read this. It's in section 121, and I'm going to start with. Like uh, verse, they're broken up into verses so it's easier to read. And the the Doctrine and Covenants is is divided up into sections. Well, 121, verse 34, and this is what I'm just going to read it, and then I'll try to explain a little bit to you, okay? Behold, there are many called, but few are chosen. And why are they not chosen? And he answers the question because their hearts are so set upon the things of this world and aspire to the honors of men that they do not learn this one lesson. That the rights of the priesthood, now in here they're talking about the priesthood, it's called, it, it, what, it, what we understand the priesthood to be is the power of God to be able to act in his name. So it's a power, is what the priesthood is. And what he's saying is that this priesthood or power, they are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven. And that the powers of heaven cannot be controlled nor handled only upon the principles of righteousness. Now, walk that back a little bit and apply it to our world today and our government today, okay? The rights of, that we are giving our congressmen, our president, our senators, our governors, and all the elected officials down through our state and local governments and stuff like that, we, they are given power uh, by us who are voting for them. We, we vote them in and we say, okay, you go and represent us um in your legislatures, okay, and we give you power uh to act in our name. And that's what they're supposed to have. We are we, the American people, are the bosses. They aren't really. They aren't. They're supposed to be acting in our good in, in good will and good faith by the power that we've given them through our elections. And uh they're and those those powers they're inseparably connected to us because we give them power to do the things uh because you know you can't have you know 50 million people going to you know going and creating laws so you have to you have to have somebody who represents you right and th- they are connected to us and that those powers cannot be controlled nor handled and they should not be and only upon principles of righteousness and we're seeing that today where we have a very unrighteous group of people doing things that are not representing their constituents that is for sure and if you don't see that then there's something wrong with you I'm, I'm literally I'm seriously if you don't see what is going on in this country and you aren't frustrated and angry at what's going on because these elected officials have become powers unto themselves you got you need to rethink and you need to really think about um, who you vote for and what you do and now I'm not gonna tell you who to vote for that's, that's not what I'm here for. But let's find good candidates, let's find good representatives who are going and really, and really um, represent us as, the, we're the boss. You know, we, are the, we are the people that they're supposed to be serving. And it goes on, it says in verse 37, it says, that they are conferred upon us, it is true. But when we undertake to cover our sins, or gratify our pride, or vain ambitions, or to exercise control or dominion, or compulsion upon the souls of the children of men in any degree of unrighteousness. Behold, the heavens withdraw themselves. The spirit of the Lord is grieved, and when it is withdrawn, Amen to the priesthood, the authority of that person. You can, you know, you can put men and women in here because I'm trying to make a correlation between this, and I'm talking. We're talking about government. Is that when when you try to cover up the things that you're doing, you're you're uh, you're. Uh, um, leading, uh, trying to lead and pride and your own ambitions. And you look at today's and look at our governments today. everybody they're so involved and they're so interested in their own self-interest, their own interest of their own party. I don't care both sides of the both sides, the Republicans and Democrats, all of them, they're, they're all have gotten to the point where they are not doing the job in righteousness. they are not doing the job that we elected them to do to represent us because they are no longer representing us. And that's a, but that's a problem. That is a serious, serious problem. Um, let me go on here. Um, and then here's, 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 the, <clears throat> here's the kicker. It says, We have learned by sad experience that it is the nature and disposition of almost all men, and like I said, you can, women as well, if we're talking about government, as soon as they get a little authority, as they suppose they will immediately begin to exercise unrighteous dominion. Hence, what he said at the beginning, many called are, are and few are chosen. It's nature and disposition of almost all men and women that as soon as they get a little power, and this is what's happening in our country today, I believe. This is what's happening in our country today. That these people have gotten power. Some of them have got immense power, and they're abusing that power. And we're allowing it to take place. And that's just that. It just it is. That is wrong. We should be. We should take that. We need to take that power back and, and help them and and, and and point this out to them. And you know, if we have to forcefully say, you aren't, you are not the power here. The people of the United States are the power, and we will not be divided. We will not let you divide us any longer. We will not let you divide us along uh, skin color or race. Or religion any longer. We're tired of being. Uh, we're tired of being manipulated. We're tired of you exercising what you consider your power over us. I think it's so. I mean, they. They. And then then he goes on uh, about what is needed uh, by these. You know, by those people who have authority, and and having the correct uh, power. He says no power or influence. Can or ought to be maintained by virtue of the priesthood only by persuasion, by long suffering, by gentleness and meekness, and by love unfeigned. Okay, by kindness and pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul without hypocrisy or without guile. We don't have we don't you know we don't have leaders today anymore. We have people that are power hungry is what we have, and it. And we need to change it. And we need to change it. We need to change it quick. And thank goodness we have an election coming up. And I'm not, like I said, you vote for whoever you want to vote for. I don't care that you're right. That's our privilege. That's what, you know, America is is great because we we, we can take what we feel is right and we can uh, vote our conscience of what we want to do. But really look at what's going on in this country and who are the people who are perpetuating all of this. And ask yourself, a, I keep asking myself the same thing, why? Why is this happening? One of the questions I ask myself, and one of the things I have on my list here is the things I'm tired of, is that why can't I go vote at a poll like I normally do? Why? I Because I, and somebody's like, well, because of COVID and it's transmit, you know, it transmits blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. I understand that. I got that. I've been, that's been shoved down my throat now for about three months Okay, But here's my thinking, and see if I'm wrong. I'm able to go to a grocery store or a liquor store. In New Jersey, they were considered essential uh, businesses to stay open, which I don't understand why uh, booze was... Uh, I don't drink, so I might, that might uh, you know, persuade me to think that way, but I can't understand why a liquor store was all of a sudden considered essential. Or I can go to a Home Depot or I can go to a Lowe's and uh, you know, make sure I can work on my projects while I'm barricaded in my house during this COVID thing. Um, why I can go and do those things, and uh, most of the gro- when I was when it was early on, you know, you'd go to a grocery store, you'd wait out line outside, you'd practice social distancing, you'd have your mask, uh, you couldn't have any more than twenty five percent of capacity in the you know in the store at one one time, so one person would come out, two people would come out, two people would go in, so you weren't worried about anything like that you know, going into the store. But until you went to check out, then you're lined with a bunch of people who are checking out with their shopping carts and stuff like that. Same thing with Home Depot or same thing with Lowe's, okay? They all follow the same principles. You tell me why. Why I can't do that at a poll? You go and stand in line. You practice social distancing just like you did at your favorite ShopRite or your Kroger or wherever the hell you are, okay? You, you, you have your mask on, you follow uh, 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 proper distancing, right, you go into the building, you sign over, you sign your paper that you're there to vote, they give you a little slip of paper, person's got a mask there, you got your mask on, more than likely they're going to have some kind of plastic uh, barrier in between the two of you, so there's, you know, protecting everybody, which is fine, that's cool, I can, that's fine, okay, then you walk over to your booth, the guy, the person's there helping you. There, he most likely has already wiped down everything that needs to be wiped down and sanitized, and everything. You go into your booth, zip, zip, zip. You know the curtain closes. You do your business, you vote, ding. In the zip, 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 the curtain opens back up again, and you walk out. the The person, the volunteer, wipes down the wipes down the uh, the booth again to make sure everything is copacetic for the next guy, the next person to come in and vote. Tell me why you can't do that. When when I'm able to go to a grocery store or I can go to a bar and I can go and in order I have to order you know I have to order a meal or you know a Como chips or something like that which allows me to be able to sit in a bar and and, and talk but I can't go vote or I can't go to church and sit in a pew and worship God the way that I want to worship why is it that those things you can't vote or I can't go to church but I can go and do the things in a grocery store that I that I need to do? But to, to 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 tell you the truth, I need to vote. It's essential. I need to go to church and worship God the way that I, the, 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 the dictates of my own conscience. I want to go to church and I want to worship the way that I know that I'm supposed to worship. There's something seriously wrong here, folks. There is something seriously wrong. And why would we want to take a system like in voting, okay, that has been proven to be very effective? And almost instantaneous, in a way, and go backwards and start doing mail-in votes, which the United States Postal Service has already said that they're they, they are not equipped for it. And we've already seen, um, I've seen articles where uh, the U.S. Post have lost hundreds of thousands of, of uh, uh, they didn't get delivered on time Um and we've seen local elections already that they can't even, they, they, geez, it's such a, it amazes me, like, why, uh, why do we want to go backwards and, and, and use a substandard form of elections when there's nothing logical about, not, there's nothing logical that's keeping me away from voting at a booth. Okay, now if I'm missing something, please rob at Rob Scott Podcast. Let me know because I want to know why I can go to a grocery store and I can't go to a polling place to go vote for goodness sakes. Why am I going back to a mail-in ballot that's had so many questions? Okay, I'm not talking about absentee ballots. It's a completely different thing. It's, it's based on the same thing, but it's not. You're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of uh, uh, mail-in votes that are going to get... If you don't think it's going to get screwed up, then you, man, I'm telling you, you got your head planted in the sand. You're like this ostrich, is, and you're not taking your head out of the sand because it is going to be completely a cluster. It will be, and you know it, and it's going to be terrible. And what's going to happen, here's what's going to happen. Whatever side wins or loses, there's going to be litigation, no matter what happens. And you wouldn't have that per se with a regular, With if we went to the booths and we went and cast our vote like we normally do. This is going to be a complete cluster. It will be, no matter who wins or who gets elected, it's going to be terrible. Just mark my words, it's going to be a terrible, terrible thing in America. And I, I don't know if it'll ever be solved. And that's going to be a problem in itself. So just, I have a, just a couple more minutes. I didn't want to go too long today. But I wanted to tell you a little bit, Rob's uh, things I'm tired of. Uh, I, I mentioned a couple of these already. Not being uh, able to worship God the way that I want to worship God. Um, I'm tired of pro sports and corporations and being political. You know what? I want to go to a baseball game and I want to see a no-hitter. I want to see a grand slam or I want to see a walk-off home run for my home team that's what I want I don't want to go there and I don't want to see a bunch of political paraphernalia and a bunch of crap I want to watch sports that's what I want to watch corporations I don't want to I want to buy I want to buy Taco Bell tacos all right or an Arby's roast beef sandwich I want to buy a a freaking pop-tart without some kind of political message on the box all right, or walking in and have some political message that says, oh, you're supposed to be this person. You're supposed to do this. I don't want that. I just want my products. That's what I work hard for. I want to go in, buy what I need to I don't need your political opinions. I don't. I don't. Just keep them to yourself. Okay, I'm tired of young Americans hating America. And I'm tired of educational system that's teaching our children to hate America. Now, what is that about? Why is that? Why aren't we teaching history? Why aren't we teaching civics in this country anymore? Responsibility that we have as citizens for our country on a local level, on a state level, and on a national level. Why? I I ask myself this question all the time. Why? Why does a 20 to 25-year-old white female throwing Molotov cocktails at at a riot tearing everything down and telling me that they hate America I bet if you asked them if they understood and read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights they probably haven't even read it yet they hate America somebody's teaching them this crap literally they are teaching this garbage to our children and they're growing up hating America and guess what they're becoming parents and they're teaching their children to hate America are you getting it yet are you getting it are you getting the division? If we're ne- if we're always divided, we will never be able to stand. And this is what's going on in our country. This is what's going on in our educational system today. Okay, they're not interested in teaching us in your children anything. Okay, the unions out in California, what are they demanding? They want Black Lives Matter curriculum. They want Medicare for all. What does that have to do with education? Nothing. Nothing. For them to go back to school and to teach, they may have all these demands that have nothing to do with teaching. Go figure. Ask yourself a question. Why? Why are they doing it? That's what I ask myself all the time. See, what else? I'm tired of race baiters and race dividers, and I've talked a little bit about that already. I'm tired of the media lying to me all the time. Okay, I grew up with Walter Cronkite and Jim Lehrer, You know, and it used to be where you used to listen to the news, you get the news of what's going on in the nation and your local news, uh, you know, you get whatever's local. And it was just reporting. This is what's happening. And then they would let people decide for themselves. They wanted to study a little bit more, they wanted to get more information. Then they would read the newspaper. Now, I know we've got uh, Facebook and all uh, stuff like that. I understand that. We got so much information today. I get it. But why is the media constantly lying to us. I mean, just blatantly lying to us. Now we're starting to see more journalists. So I read there's been three articles this week, two that are in print. One was a lady from the New York Times, another gentleman from the New I think it was the New York uh, Magazine or something like that. And then just recently there was a, uh, from MSNBC, these three journalists that basically um, just You know, they just left their company, they resigned because they just couldn't stand working in the environment because they're not interested in, 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 journalism and writing what is true and really doing background and presenting something to the american people to allow them to make decisions themselves they are constantly being barraged, uh, barraged by uh, other people that they work with that they're bad people because they don't follow the same procedures and you know they don't you know they're not following the you know falling in line with what the the concepts and the ideas that the station wants them to, to do and they've quit and i i know what i really I, i'm 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 proud of them, because at least they're stepping up and saying I'm not going to do this. I want to be a journalist. I want to I want to be a journalist. I don't want to be a a, a person a, you know a personality anymore. And that's what you get today. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. Um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, I talked a little bit about the uh, being tired of the cancel culture. I'm tired of social justice warriors. I'm freaking tired of TikTok. As far as if I never see another TikTok. Um, I, I, believe me, I won't cry about that at all. Um, you know, I'm just I, I, want, I love my country. I, I, it really saddens me to, uh, to really think about how much um, how much we've degraded in this country and, and how the love for our country and, and the great country that we are. And the reason why we are this country to me is great is because we learn from our mistakes. Okay, we saw slavery, and we fought it, and it was one of the bloodiest battles. Actually, the bloodiest battle that we've ever had on these on this on this continent, and we fought that because it was wrong. Founding fathers, uh, you know, wrote the Constitution that it's in person's inal- inalienable rights. It's nature, it's your right for freedom, uh, peace, happiness, and pursuit of happiness. And they knew at the time that not everybody was free, but that's what they that's what they wrote for. That's what they wanted for everyone. And that didn't come along till several years later when we fought Jim Crow and and uh, and all of these segregationist type uh, you know laws and things that were that were on the books, and we fought that and we won that why can't schools teach and celebrate that no they want to divide us they want to they want to teach a an alternate you know universe of about america and it's not right and we need to stand up for it and we need to fight for to get the power back into the people we are the people that put these people in place you know, shame on us. We've put some people or we've allowed them to stay in office too long and they've gotten so much power that it's almost like we can't get it back. And we've got to take it back because they represent us. They represent the United States of America, the people within the United States of America. It's a great country. I love it. And um, with that, listen, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Um, hope I'd. Didn't ramble on a little bit too much. But listen, I just wanted to tell you a little bit also, uh, if you noticed, I've changed the name of the podcast. It's a it's, uh, Podcast with a View uh, by Rob Scott. Um, and it'll be changing on my um, on the cover art as well, just to kind of let you know. I'm just trying to open it up to have a little bit a wider kind of a view of things and not pigeonhole myself as much. So just look for that. It's, it's called uh, Podcast with a View by Rob Scott. And I really appreciate you listening. Uh, I, r- I really do. And uh, if you got any comments, please uh, Rob at robscottpodcast.com. dot uh, I'd love to hear your comments. Please subscribe. Tell it to your friends. Share it with your friends. Uh, you can find it. You can find me on all of the formats now. Just not on Apple. Uh, you can find me on all of them right now. So please share uh, with them as much as you can. And just before I go, just wanted to uh, say: be smart. Be safe. And be kind, because that's what our country needs today. And wanted to say, this is Rob Scott. This is Podcast with a View. Cut.